Steve Austin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Grapple Rap here on the Retro Boys podcast server. My name, of course, is Derek Jackson. Derek Lamont Jackson, Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. No, I'm just kidding. Um, man, let's talk some wrestling. This episode probably won't be too long. Um, there is going to be a short video podcast episode that's exclusive to uh, Anchor and Spotify. So you won't find that on Patreon, but you will find that on Spotify. Uh, and also, if you're a fan of The Weekend Gaming, there's also a short video version of that as well um that will be found on anchor as well on the all our nonsense podcast network so anyway um let's just start it off at the top with the the big story everybody's having questions about what is going on with roman reigns wwe rumors on roman reigns contract judgment day and lacey evans for bleacherreport.com uh roman reigns currently cutting down on house show appearances wwe undisputed world champion reigns is reportedly slated to have a somewhat lighter schedule moving forward Speculation regarding Reigns' future in WWE ran rampant on Sunday when he cut a promo following his match at a live event in Trenton, New Jersey. During the promo, Reigns said he was entering a new phase in his life and didn't know if he would ever be back in front of the fans in Trenton. Uh, quote, uh, honestly don't know if I'll ever be back here again. Per Andrew Zarian of the uh, Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, um, the only notable change for Reigns moving forward is that he won't be booked for house shows in smaller markets such as Trenton. That's really shitty. I would be really, really... And, and that's, like, the really shitty thing about buying tickets for live events that are not Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, and such. When you buy a ticket for a live event, it's just WWE Live. You know, if it's not Raw or SmackDown, chances are you're not going to see a lot of the top-tier talent. House shows are a lot different. Um, these matches, you know, when we're talking about... Um, you hardly ever see a championship change hands on a house show. Uh, the one instance I can think about is Diesel winning the WWF title from Bob Backlund. That was on a house show, if I'm not mistaken. But other than that, rarely ever happens. Uh, article goes on to say, other than that, Reigns will reportedly maintain a significant presence on television and on pay-per-views. There is also no exception that the Tribal Chief will take. Ex- I'm sorry, expectation that the Tribal Chief will take extended time off. It was previously reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. That Reigns signed a new WWE contract that will require him to work fewer dates, uh, specifically in relation to house shows. Uh, it was also reported that for a 10-week stretch this summer from late June through uh, late August, Reigns is not being advertised for any WWE events besides Money in the Bank and SummerSlam pay-per-views. That led to speculation that Reigns will be taking time off, but it is difficult to envision him making no televised appearances besides pay-per-views for two months. Reigns holds both the WWE and Universal Championships, and his presence will be paramount in terms of building to matches at some of the biggest events of the year. Both Money in the Bank and SummerSlam are stadium shows, so no one can uh, so one can as- only assume that Reigns will be around for the build toward both of them. Here's the thing. We only have one pay-per-view under our belt since Reigns unified the titles at WrestleMania. Um, there's a six-man tag at WWE uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, I was actually looking forward to see the tag team titles unified. Um, I, I just, I'm not, if you don't want the title to change hands on Raw and stuff like that because you want people to pay for it, I'm cool. That's perfectly fine. Enough people have Peacock now and have the WWE Network. When we were coming up and we watched wrestling, my friends and I in high school, we may have once pooled our money together and one of our parents may have bought the pay-per-view. But they weren't letting us do that all the time. So we basically waited around all day like Monday 
you know, while we were in school during the year, we're sitting there like, I wonder what's going to happen. We're waiting for Monday night. And during the summer, we're sitting there waiting for Monday night. What happened last night at the pay-per-view? And we wouldn't be able to find out till Raw on Monday. There was, the internet existed, but it was, wasn't like it is today. There was no social media. I remember WrestleMania 16, a.k.a. WrestleMania 2000, didn't get to order the pay-per-view. So I sat, I logged on. And I was in a wrestle wrestling chat room on AOL, and somebody was just basically giving us live up-to-minute updates. And I remember them being like, Vince just hit the rock with a chair, it's over, Triple H won, and I went nuts. And I called my friends, they're like, there's no way that happened. I was like, that's 100% what happened. Um, but... I just, I don't know. I, like, I get it. You want the fans to pay for it, but... Come on, dude. At least... Throw a title match on on Raw or SmackDown every now and then. We know that the title's not going to change hands. It rarely ever happens, but at least give us something. I just I don't know about this. Um, I know that they're you know these next two the Money in the Bank and SummerSlam are obviously stadium shows, but I don't know. He's got to defend the fucking belts. Like you can't like it was people legit were pissed when Brock was walking around as the champion and wasn't on TV. And I feel that we're, I feel and I fear that we're kind of headed the same direction. And this just doesn't look good to me. Not to me, I'm sorry. I'm just not, I'm not for this at all. And I just want them to figure this out because whatever they're doing, this ain't it. I don't know. Uh, as far as the new staple Judgment Day, they are possibly adding a fourth member. Edge's Judgment Day staple, uh, staple reportedly may not be done with its expansion on the heels of adding Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, when she turned Hill on Liv Morgan, a lot of people were like, it'd be nice to see her join Edge. I think we all kind of saw that one coming. I don't know, but she just kind of fits what they were doing. Her and Damian Priest kind of looked like they could be brother and sister in arms. So when she joined, we're like, oh, okay, this is 100% on brand. We we all wanted, kind of wanted to see this happen, and this is what they gave us. So I had no problem with that. According to PWI, there has been talk within WWE of adding a fourth member to Judgment Day alongside Edge, Ripley, and Damian Priest. Edge teased additional members during a promo on Monday night's episode of Raw when he said Judgment Day was looking for more. The formation of Judgment Day occurred at WrestleMania 38 last month when Priest interfered in Edge's match with AJ Styles, allowing the WWE Hall of Famer to score the victory. During a rematch between Edge and Styles at WrestleMania Backlash, a hooded figure pushed Styles off the ropes, leading to another win for Edge. Ripley revealed herself as the mystery assailant and is ex excuse me, explained her rationale be, uh, behind joining Judgment Day on Raw. Rhea defeated Liv Morgan on Raw as part of her ongoing feud with her former tag team partner, while Finn Balor beat Priest by disqualification after Edge interfered. Balor recently joined forces with Styles to combat, uh, combat Judgment Day, and the groundwork has perhaps been set for a six-person tag match, with Morgan entering the fray alongside Styles and Balor. Uh, I get it, but I don't know. If you're going to keep putting AJ and Finn together, it's just going to make people want the WWE version of the Bullet Club. And I know when when uh, AJ and Gallows and Anderson, and obviously Finn was there too, you know, AJ, Gallows, and Anderson were walking around calling themselves the club, and it's just like, mm, this is a really, really PG version of the Bullet Club, and nobody really wants this. We know you can't use the name because you would have to speak with New Japan about that, but I don't know. I just, who asked for that? Anyway, if WWE does add another member to Judgment Day, it's unclear who it would be, although Tommaso Ciampa has been speculated as a potential member from the start, and I would love to see Ciampa in there. That would be very, very interesting. 
Edge made it, has made it known in interviews that he's a fan of Ciampa, and with uh, the former two-time NXT champion recently turning heel on Raw, it wouldn't be a big stretch to put him in the stable. I think he belongs. In other news, Lacey Evans is reportedly moving to Raw and turning heel. She cut a promo, or I guess it was a vignette. I don't know what it was on Monday. Uh, according to PWI, WWE's current plans call for Evans to be a heel on the Raw brand moving forward. Evans has been out of action for well over a year after giving birth to her second child, but in recent weeks, WWE began airing vignettes for uh, Evans on SmackDown. In the series of vignettes, Evans seemingly spoke from the heart about her difficult upbringing, including stories about her father's issues with addiction and the vitality that she encountered during her childhood. Ultimately, Evans was able to pull herself out of that situation by joining the Marines and later becoming a WWE superstar. All signs pointed towards Evans being... Uh, presented as a big-time babyface, which would have been a huge departure from the Hill persona she has had for most of her WWE career. Instead, a strange announcement was made last week on SmackDown with ring announcer Samantha Irvin asking fans to show Evans proper respect when she made her entrance. That type of language is normally reserved for Hills, which may have been the first sign WWE is going in a different direction. In terms of the switch from SmackDown to Raw, WWE essentially aired highlights of Evans' vignettes on Monday's Raw, which suggested she was perhaps getting shifted to the red brand it is unclear why wwe decided to make that change and why it chose uh misdirection in terms of keeping her a heel but all signs seem to point to toward wwe taking that route with evans i saw something very interesting today somebody said they need to build her as the female sergeant slaughter with her military background and i i read that and i was like you know what this does make a ton of fucking sense it would be awesome to see somebody take up that mantle in this day and age i don't know if they're gonna go that way um but it would be awesome to actually see it happen um i don't know how they're gonna book this um i like lacey evans don't get me wrong i just feel like they have not been giving her um and obviously like i said she was she was out for a while so um Obviously, you know, having a child, she was out, so what could you do? Um, the vignettes built her up to come back as if she was going to be a baby face. It was, it was a uh, gunning, they were gunning to get us, give her, for her to get sympathy. And now they're going to turn her heel. I'm just like, I don't get what Vince is doing. And if, if she is going to be a heel, who's, like, is she going up against Bianca Belair? Like, what's going to happen? We know Charlotte's going to be out indefinitely after being injured. And that's why they put the belt on Ronda at, at Backlash. So I don't know what they're going to do with the women's division going forward. I felt like Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, a lot of people like, we don't want to see that. I, for one, would have loved it. Uh, both ladies are extremely talented. So I just don't know. And it looks like Sasha Banks may be the next WWE superstar who's headed towards Hollywood. So um, I don't know what's going to happen with the women's division and what they're going to do. I don't expect them to go back to bra and panties matches and stuff like that. I love what they've been doing with Natty uh, going down to NXT and stuff like that. You guys know my thoughts on Nikita Lyons. I think she's talented, but I think she's getting a mega push. And at some point, fans are going to start to get tired of it as history has proved before. So I don't know. We'll see what happens next. Um, in other wrestling news. Jeez. Um, Freddie Prince Jr.'s wrestling promotion this i'm very fucking excited about freddie prince jr actually one of my favorite actors coming up like in high school and stuff like that uh she's all that and some other movies and stuff like that um 
And I think he was in, was he in the Texas Chainsaw? I don't think so. It doesn't matter. Freddie Prince Jr. wants to start his own wrestling promotion. This is actually very, very interesting. Uh, plan to start in 18 months. Wants a two-hour show. Has the money for a three-year plan. Storylines based in reality. Kind of feel like NWO, WCW type shit, which I'm for. Men and women given equal time. Very fucking important. Wants to own the space it's filmed in. Wants to be a SAG show, which Screen Actors Guild. So that could help out the talent because being a part of the Screen Actors Guild, they're going to get paid for that. No TV contract as of yet. Um, Dude, this is dope. Number one. Uh, Freddie actually has a podcast. I did not know this. Um, he's about 26 episodes in, so I'm going to start checking that out. Um, I know that he went on Instagram live and said he looked at some spaces and, um, there was one where he was going to put seating on the roof and he was actually going to have the matches on the roof and stuff like that. I would have a hundred percent been down for that, but, uh, he said he couldn't really get the, the, the deal worked out and, it seemed like they didn't want to really give him the building or anything like that once they found out it was for wrestling. So, I don't know. Um, if he just got a fucking big-ass warehouse and and uh, did it like a la NXT or the way people really loved NXT when it was before, I'd be 100% okay with that. Either way, I'm for this. I would love to see this. A lot of people are saying he's not going to secure a TV contract. Obviously, USA, Universal, WWE's got that. WWE also has Fox, TNT has AEW, and, um, you know, they just, so who would be left? Who would throw him a bone and give him a deal? I don't know. Um, I wonder if he could do this via the internet or something like that, where people pay, pay a, uh, a subscription fee, and then how much? You know, it, it has to be enough to actually be able to keep this place running and stuff like that. I think that if nothing else... Now that Cody doesn't have to worry about running the day-to-day -day stuff and just can wrestle, I think he should contact Cody Rhodes and pick his brain. I think that would be very, very interesting. Um, but I don't think Tony Khan's not going to talk to him because he would be the, the... Well, he's not the total competition. That would be WWE. But now Tony Khan not only has AEW, he's got Ring of Honor as well. So uh, this I'm very interested in. I want to see what becomes of this. Uh, I love Freddie Prince Jr. I love the, the fact that he, you know, is a huge wrestling fan and is not afraid to show that. Everybody loves his wife, Sarah Michelle Geller, so this is actually really, really cool, and I'm really psyched about this. Um, in other news from WrestlingNews.co, um, after the whole Ember Moon, a.k.a. Athena, uh, basic, basic uh, tell-all interview last week, Booker T says Ember Moon shouldn't have talked about WWE's private meeting or Mandy Rose. During the latest Hall of Fame podcast, Hall of Famer Booker T gave his thoughts on Athena's recent comments about her final months in WWE and the meeting that was held where the women were reportedly told to dress sexier with more revealing attire. Booker also noted that he trained Athena at Reality of Wrestling several years ago. Quote, everything stuck out to me as far as the interview goes. Uh, Booker said, I listened to certain parts of it. I don't know. I'm one of those types of people you don't want to leave a company. I tried to leave all those stories behind. Um... I try not to think about the negative part of it or anything like that. But one thing I do know is Athena was given an opportunity in WWE after trying on several occasions. Booker said after several tries, she was finally signed and she had the right stuff. He continued and they brought her in. Athena was doing really, really, really well and then she tore her Achilles. That right there is a really, really bad injury to come back from, but she definitely weathered, 
uh, weathered the storm and came back from it, and came back from it seemed like stronger perhaps than before. Uh, Booker continued, she was doing great things and was in a tag team with Shotzi Blackheart, and that thing was going somewhere and then kind of fizzled out for some reason. Shotzi got paired with somebody else, and I'm sure that made Athena feel a certain way, but there again, when we're talking about insider information that happened in the meeting and stuff like that, I'm not a big fan of going out and talking about what happened in meetings. Booker said when he was in TNA, he doesn't think he ever talked about what happened in meetings because he tried to keep things business because you never know who will be who you will be working with in the future. Which he has a point, I understand that. Booker added, um, you just never know what the future brings or what the future holds. And putting yourself in a bad situation to where there may be a bridge that you can't cross back over, it serves you no purpose more than anything. And I just don't know why she made the comments. Oh, just like, say, for instance, throwing Mandy Rose in uh, there or even put Mandy Rose's name out there. You know, Mandy Rose might like the way she goes out and dresses. She might like the role that she's playing. It might benefit her very, very well to play that role. At the end of the day, everybody is going to have a role. Okay, whether you want to take your role a little bit further than the next person, you know, that's up for debate. I mean, that's up to chance or whatever. But I do know if it's something that the company wants and it's something that they're talking about inside the company, I don't think it's something that they wanted anybody outside of that meeting to actually know about. And that right there just kind of, you know, makes me feel a certain way about. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Everybody seems to really be behind her for standing up for herself and talking about it. Um, like she said, I'm not going to wear booty butt cheek shorts because I cater to little girls. And there has been over-sexualization of women in professional wrestling like since the dawn of time, right? <clears throat> Just with the women's revolution a few years back, you know, you stopped having, you know, two-minute matches and bra and excuse me, bra and panty matches and stuff like that. And the women are really pushing the envelope and they're doing great things. Natty is one of my favorite wrestlers. Not one of my favorite female wrestlers, one of my favorite wrestlers. Charlotte, one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, Sasha Banks, one of my favorite wrestlers. Not, again, not one of my favorite female wrestlers. One of my, these are some of my favorite wrestlers. These women are all very, very talented. Um... I get where Booker's coming from in this in the instance that you never know, you know, don't don't burn a bridge you might have to cross again. I get that because chances are WWE lets people go. All promotions let people go and people leave. Um you never know, you may have revealed something and then you go to find work in another promotion and somebody who was in that meeting who didn't want that information getting out they may be a gatekeeper at another promotion, and that could prevent you from getting a job. Does that sound fucked up? Yeah, but it's the truth. Like, things like this really happen. Gatekeepers are a real thing. That's why we actually coined the term. Well, I didn't coin the term, but that's why we have the term gatekeeper, because there are people who literally will hold you back from doing something or trying to accomplish something because they don't like something that you said. And it feels like, and I hate to say this, I just hope it doesn't happen, but I, I get where Booker's coming from. This could be a situation where she goes on to regret even opening her mouth, which really sucks. In other news, and I don't want this to be a footnote, it's not in the show notes, but it's something that stuck out in my head and I totally forgot. Uh, Stephanie McMahon has stated that Fenty Beauty, a.k.a. Rihanna's makeup line, you know, she has the lingerie and all that stuff, they're actually developing, I believe, a line of lipstick for Bianca Belair. So that's beautiful. Um... I love to see these people supporting each other. 
it's so dope that Rihanna and and the people at Fenty even know who Bianca Belair Belair is. I don't know if Rihanna's a wrestling fan or anything like that, but Bianca Belair is at the top of her fucking game, and it just it like there's been a bunch of female wrestlers in the WWE who have been at the top of their game, and they didn't get anything like this. This speaks volumes of how they feel about Bianca Belair and where she's going in her career, and I couldn't be more proud of her. So, shine on, my sister, shine on. Um, in other news, very, very interesting, this comes from NoDQ.com, um, Moose apparently came very close to signing a contract with WWE. During an interview with Fightful.com, Impact Wrestling star Moose talked about how close he came to signing with WWE. Quote, A lot of people don't know this, but I was pretty much about to walk into WWE. I was literally gone. Uh, the last talk I had with Scott Demore really showed me how much they wanted me. I talked to my wife about it. I was like, you know what? I still have a lot of things I haven't accomplished that impact. So leaving to go to WWE right now would not be fair to myself and not fair to Scott. Somebody who I've really looked up to as a mentor and as a big, uh, big, excuse me, a big brother. So I decided to give it one more shot. Impact has done a great job keeping some of the core guys and homebred guys. And hopefully we can keep doing the same. I think Scott's done a phenomenal job with the turnaround with Impact, and it's only going to get better. So, shout out to Moose. Um, I'm actually happy he stayed, because I don't want to see top talent from another brand come over, and it's a big deal when they first come over, and then the next thing you know, they're mid-carding, or they're basically jobbing out to people, because these people have been with WWE for years. I will never forgive Vince for the way he made Booker T job when the wcw invasion happened um sting also everybody's like well, why did it take so long to get you in wwe he's like because i turned on their programming one day and i saw how he treated a guy like booker t who is a five-time champion and i just thought absolutely not a lot of the wcw top guys or guys who should have been top guys but they were being held back by some people who we're not going to mention now it rhymes with smoke smogan but um those guys were held down, and then they're like, okay, we're going over where the grass is greener. And it's like, but you were at that company that tried to put us out of business, so we're going to knock you down a peg. And I feel like that's what Vince did with a lot of the WCW talent. So for a guy like Moose, who I absolutely love, no, I don't want to see you leave Impact where you're absolutely loved and respected, and you're the guy over there. To come over to WWE, I understand WWE is considered the big leagues, and we all grew up watching professional wrestling, and if you weren't in WWE, it didn't matter. And at some point, it became WCW, right? Rivals. But, uh, you know, a lot of these other smaller promotions, uh, Ring of Honor, stuff like that, Ring of Honor is never going to be as big as WWE. Maybe, I don't know, I, I won't say never, because now that they've got this new situation with Tony Khan and cross-promotional with a, uh, AEW and now New Japan, uh, it's going to be very interesting. But will they ever have a show as big as WrestleMania? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, again, I'm happy that Moose stayed. I think he's doing phenomenal things for Impact. Um, just think if Impact would have been able to keep AJ Styles. You know what I mean? But would half the world know about AJ Styles if he stayed over there? That's the question. So, I don't know. Uh, last story. Fox reportedly wants exclusivity on WWE talent. This is interesting, and apparently this had something to do with us not seeing the tag team unification match. 
Uh, during today's Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talked about the rumors about titles being unified and champions working on both brands on a regular basis. As noted earlier, despite what was being teased on TV, the plan all along uh, was for the six-man tag to happen at WrestleMania Backlash, and they were never going to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles on that show. Meltzer also stated that while many fans uh, may see Raw and SmackDown wrestlers appearing on opposite shows from time to time, the networks, quote, Fox in particular, want exclusivity on talent. Meltzer said both networks kind of want unique stars. You can do some of that back and forth, but uh, really, Fox in particular really wants kind of exclusivity on its guys. Alvarez noted that the reports over the last couple of years about networks being unhappy because they weren't getting certain names on their show, and now that it's happening, Roman Reigns has been appearing on some Raw shows in the last couple of months. Alvarez noted that during the uh, first WWE draft show for Fox, there were a bunch of names advertised and none of them were sent to SmackDown despite being featured in Fox ads. Meltzer stated, quote, yeah, well, now all those people, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair are all there now in Roman Reigns. Um, if you were expecting to see titles unified across both brands, don't bet on that happening. So we're not getting unified tag titles. Uh, the only unification we're getting is Roman as the WWE Undisputed Champion, which I guess is perfectly fine. I don't care. Um, I guess every brand does need its titles. You need your mid-card title, which would be the U.S. belt or the IC belt. You have tag titles for both shows. Um, you have a women's champion for both shows. 24-7 championship, I'm not sure. I, I think that's more of a Raw thing. And then the, the women's tag team championship. Can't really put my finger on that one because I've seen them on SmackDown as well as Raw. So, um, not sure what they're going to do going forward. Uh, I would assume that Fox had something like this in the contract that they signed with WWE when they agreed to uh to bring smackdown over to fox so i don't know we'll see how it happens from here on out but i was kind of looking forward to the tag team unification match but i guess we're not going to get that anyway guys that's the show for today i'm really really tired i almost was going to cancel this week's episode because i'm dog tired but i'm like no i'm still going to do this so stay tuned for more information and stuff like that um the video uh, episode will cover something in the WWE gaming landscape. I'll talk to you guys about that very shortly. I'm going to end this like I end every other episode of uh, any of my podcasts by saying this. Believe in yourself, first and foremost, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. My name is Derek, and that's my time for today. Peace out, guys. I am C.M.